Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. You're listening to a teaching message by Vintage Church in Harker Heights, Texas. Whenever and wherever you are listening to this, our hope is that you are encouraged and challenged by this message and that you are inspired to take your next step with Jesus. For more information, please visit us at vintage.church or follow us on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to church. For those of you who are joining us for the first time or the first time in a long time, my name is Stephen and I'm one of the pastors here. I am super excited to jump into a brand new series that we're calling Start Here. We're together over the next several weeks. We're going to talk about three essential areas of the Christian life. We're going to talk about the gospel, the Holy Spirit, and the local church. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to get the paperback devotional. Inside of that devotional, it's a 21-day devotional. It's going to start uh, tomorrow. We're going to start it all together, 21 days. Each day, we're going to dig deeper and deeper into one of those three areas, starting with the gospel, uh, going into the Holy Spirit, and the local church. There's also a link inside your paperback devotional where you can access a digital uh, supplemental devotional that will also be going through with videos every day. You can purchase those at the Energy Bar. You can also uh, order it online at starthere.church. You know, as we jump in to week one, we're talking about the gospel. And I started thinking a little bit uh, about the gospel this week, and I started kind of uh, reflecting back on my life. I don't know what kind of personality you are. I know there's different types of personality depending on your temperament, how you were raised. But for me personally, I'm what you would call a type A personality. Okay, on the disc assessment personality profile we do here as a church, uh, this would be a D personality, a dominant personality. Here's what a dominant personality loves. We love control. As a matter of fact, anytime we feel out of control, anytime we feel like uh, something unexpected happens, we lose control, we become insecure, we become fearful, and we can even become angry. And as I was kind of learning how to manage my personality as a new Christian, I was so thankful that an older believer, really a pastor and a mentor in my life, pulled me aside and he encouraged me. He probably gave me some of the best advice a control freak can ever have in their life. I love this. If you're taking notes, he told me this. He said, Stephen, when you don't know what you don't know, which is more often than you'd like to admit, go back to what you do know. When you don't know what you don't know, he told me, go back and focus on that which you do know. I started thinking about that advice this week as we're talking about something so foundational to the Christian life, the gospel of Jesus Christ today. We're talking about the power of the gospel of grace. I started talking about, I started thinking about this idea of just foundation. How sometimes when the wind of culture or circumstances starts beating against our life, how we need to hunker down and focus on our foundation. How tempting is it for us to forget what's most important in moments of insecurity, in moments of fear, in moments where we feel like we're out of control? Why is that? Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 through 9, the Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher, and say higher, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
I think it's so important that we focus on the word higher in this passage. In other words, what it's saying is, listen, God has a bigger, a higher, a better perspective on what's going on in your life than you do. And when we keep the main thing the main thing, he invites us into his perspective. How do we get God's perspective? Today, as we kick off really a 21-day devotional, I want to I talk to you about the Bible. We get God's perspective when we know His Word. The Bible teaches us God's Word, and even more important than that, His ways. How He is, who He is, how He acts. It teaches us the good news about Jesus. So the Gospel is in the Word of God. We're going to dig deeper into the Gospel, but for today, as we kick off, I want to just talk to you about why you should start with the Bible. Before you do anything else, why you should dust off your Bible, open it up, and start there. Did you know the average American has 4.4 Bibles in their household? And yet when you talk to the average Christian, most never read the Bible. Some read it occasionally. Very few read it every single day. We're going to learn today how when we start with the Bible, it gives us a greater perspective on our life. Here's a few reasons why you should start with the Bible. The first reason is the Bible can be trusted. You know, I majored in history. I actually don't have a theological degree. I have a history degree. Can I just tell you, the Bible can be trusted not just from a theological view, but also from a historical view. Consider this for just a moment. The Bible, this Bible, Old and New Testament, was written by nearly 40 authors These people included kings, priests, farmers, lawyers, tax collectors, fishermen, and more. It was written over a span of 1,500 years in three languages on three different continents. The entire Bible has been translated 531 times into 531 different languages. Portions of it have been translated in over 3,000 languages. Not only is the Bible the best-selling book every year, it's the best-selling book of all time. No other book is even close. That's not all, actually. Did you know that the printing of all books started because people tried to find a way to print the Bible? The printing press was created for the Bible. And the truth is, the Bible isn't just a great book. Okay, There are modern forms of books that exist only because of the Bible. But what happens is the Bible changes our perspective and our worldview. And in other words, it, it, it challenges us our unchallenged assumptions. In other words, it's an anchor to us as Christians. It can be trusted. You know, as a pastor, there are really two big excuses I hear for why people don't read the Bible. The first excuse is, I just don't understand. I'm going to break this down for you. Because the Bible is really one big story about God and about Jesus. That's what we need to understand. The, God gave the Bible to ordinary people. You can't understand it. If you start reading it, the next excuse I hear a lot is I just don't have time. And the truth of the matter is we all have the same amount of time. It's what we choose to do with our time that makes the difference. The Bible is God inspired. It's God breathed, which means that he speaks it to us right where we are. Think about this for a moment when you're confused, when you're not really sure what decision to make. Imagine you had a red phone on your wall with a direct line to God, to His ways and to His will for your life. That's what the Bible is. 
It's incredibly valuable. The next reason why we should start with the Bible is the Bible teaches us God's perspective. We all have perspectives, but how many of you know God's is higher than ours? Everyone has an opinion about what we should do. Everyone wants to tell you how to live, but as we've seen over the last 15,000 years, only God's way works. Why? Because God created you. He knows you better than you know yourself. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says this, There is a path before each person, a perspective, an opinion about what to do, but in the end it leads to death. Did you know that you will never, as a human being, a priceless image bearer of God, you will never be fulfilled apart from a relationship with God? We want God to orbit us many times, but that's not how he's created us to operate. He doesn't orbit us. We orbit him and his will and his ways. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 9 says, What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, Stop, you're doing it wrong. Does the pot exclaim, How clumsy can you be? The truth is we have to lean into learning about the Creator. The truth is you don't read the Bible. The Bible actually reads you. It teaches you. The Bible says it transforms the way you think. It changes you. James chapter 1, verse 25 says, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, that's the Bible, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. The Bible teaches you God's perspective, and with God's perspective, you can overcome anything in your life. The third reason, and I think this is probably one of the most important reasons as it relates to our study of the gospel this week, is the Bible is the story of Jesus. We start with the Bible because in the Bible we learn about the gospel, God's redemptive plan to save a broken and lost world. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 is speaking about Jesus, and it says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. Look at this. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Here's what I know everyone in here knows today. There's darkness. There's darkness in our world, there's darkness around us, there's darkness in others, there's even darkness in us. And we can only overcome that darkness with the light that is Jesus and the gospel of Christ. The light's Jesus. As we close, as we close and we really start to embark on this journey, we start with the Bible, then we move and we start with Jesus. This week we're going to focus on the good news about Jesus. I want you to embrace this truth that Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. It says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Look at this. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. You and I, we all have a deep need to be right with God. The Bible and the gospel of Jesus shows us how to meet that need. We need to belong. We need to be accepted. We need to know and to be known. It's not just a nice thing. It's essential to us like oxygen. It's essential to us like food and water, clothing and shelter. Many of us don't think about belonging this way. We think we can do it without God, but that results in a very, very difficult separated life. 
Why should we start with Jesus? Well, first, God created you to belong. We're all created to belong. The desire to be known by others and to know others for relationship, to know that our lives matter, to know that we're good enough, we're loved, we're accepted. We're here for a reason and a purpose. What if I told you that God made you to belong first to Him, but then to belong in His family, the church, in relationship with others? When you look around our world, it seems like we're more connected than ever, but more distant and alone at the same time. The more we move forward, the more I believe we have to go back and we have to start with the Bible, start with Jesus, why God created us to belong. The next reason we start with Jesus is sin separates us from God. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 says, And when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. For everyone has sinned. And it's in this passage, we know this is true. We look around our world. The story of our world really unfolds from that first sin. How we can be so connected with technology, but so isolated. The consequences of this decision and our decision to walk away from God fundamentally changes how we relate to God and others. The truth is we can't get back to God. We can't belong to God and belong in others without Him. Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says it this way, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater, everyone say greater, even greater is God's wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. The next thing we learn is Jesus brings us back to God. If sin separates us from God, Jesus pays the price and brings us back. He would be stripped of his own clothes, humiliated on a tree, cut off and isolated from everyone, abandoned even by his closest friends. One who is the very embodiment of grace and truth who went the distance to find us all hiding in our sin. He takes our sin and shame upon himself so that by his wounds, the Bible says, we are healed. Jesus restores our relationship with God. For those who believe in him, he now covers us with his very garments of righteousness. He clothes himself with everything that was wrong in us. He took our place. Romans 10.9 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, didn't say you might be saved. There's a chance. Didn't say get in line. It said you will be saved. John 1.12 says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Here's what Jesus does. He brings us back to God. But even building on that, Jesus brings us back to each other. Jesus wasn't just talking about disciples. He's talking about us right now. The family of God. John 1, 12-13. But to all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. Look at this. 13. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. When you and I surrender our lives to Christ, when we surrender our lives and we accept the full gospel of God's grace through the person of Jesus, He brings us back to God and He brings us back to each other. This week we're going to be focusing on the gospel. I want to encourage you, don't miss a day. If you miss a day, make it up. Right? Download, get in there and look at that digital devotional as well. Get the, walk with your church family learning more about the gospel this week. Here's what I'm going to tell you. It's good news, even though some things in your life may not look good. As you get your eyes on God's perspective, it changes your entire life. 
I'm praying that as a church family, we will live our lives the way God intended. We would embrace the gospel, lean in to its power, which really is the power to save us and to redeem us. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for the power of your word. I pray right now, Father, for this journey we're about to start. I pray that even right now, God, you would help us just clear the way, prioritize time with you every morning, every evening, Father, to just to just lean into the gospel, to learn more about your grace for us. I pray, God, as we walk through this process as a church family together, as we start with the gospel, God, you would transform us as we walk closer to you together. We love you and we thank you. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. You can stay connected with us at vintage.church or on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Here at Vintage, we believe that church is more than a place or a weekend activity. It's a spiritual family where Jesus is the center of our lives personally and our relationships collectively. If you're in the Harker Heights, Fort Hood area, we would love to have you join us this week. You can learn more about us, our service times, and plan your visit by checking out our website at vintage.church. We hope to see you soon.